0: You're the only power you're the only power You're the only power betcha. you're the only power
1: Beautiful morning. Yeah, yeah, the morning babe. What is up everybody? It's your boys from Beehive Sports. This is the Off the Field Generals podcast.
2: Today it's just Hunter and I. This is interesting. No Devin, no Tabo, no Tomage. Yeah. We're quickly learning who the reliable crew is out of this group. Well, you weren't here last week. I did have some things to attend to, but <laughs> so... I also said I but I did say I couldn't.
1: I did keep people a heads up. Devin was like, oh, I thought it was Thursday.
2: <laughs> is, <laughs> is that what it. he said? Did he say he
1: thought it He's was Thursday? He's
2: like, oh, I thought we were still doing it Thursday, even though he agreed to doing it today. Well, well, I Let me see. Let me go back to this. Read it. Ah, uh, yes. I was thinking we were doing it Thursday. I'm still at work. Totally forgot to tell you guys. Huh. I mean, this morning.
1: He said uh, I <laughs>
2: said today, and you said dope. And I said, that worked, Devin? He said, quote ye Mm. ye well so so. (laughs) but it is tuesday september 24th and oh what's that
0: this is breaking news
2: got some breaking news uh utah's national championship hopes are dead (laughs) oh my god (laughs) we're gonna talk about that and a lot more a debut of a new segment game day griefs yeah, Alex will be the spotlight of that today. Absolutely. Um, but before we get to that, let's get into our "Who's Back"? Who's here is the new segment. But Who's Back? Who's back this week, Alex? My broken heart. <laughs> that is.
1: That is. I mean, a tough weekend for you, my friend. Oh my goodness! Yes, my broken heart. I mean, you know, and the uh, man, just I'm so thankful that the basketball season starts up here in just a little over two weeks. Man, you have no idea how ready I am now. Because now that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Utes. you're ready for some Seattle Dragons. I am. I'm ready for them, Seattle Dragons. <laughs> I'm stoked. You got the hat. I do got the hat. I said XFL.
2: I Couldn't have cut your boys a discount or anything. Well, yeah. advertise. Yeah, I'll let them know shamelessly,
1: easily. Yeah. Might I add? Yeah, seriously <laughs> though. Um, but no, the Utes, man, let me down. Let me down good. The Seahawks didn't want to play into the last three minutes of the game against the Saints. We're gonna get all to wow. all that. So that's just that's, we're gonna give you so that's, that's all we're gonna touch on. Just understand, I'm. We'll give you I, ample time. I, I walked into my bed and I spiraled into a dark <laughs> abyss. <laughs> this is so
2: sad. <laughs> but yeah, that's my broken heart is back. Hopefully, this makes you feel better. My who's back of the week is Gordon Hayward. Hate. Oh, so ESPN put out their top 100 players. Uh, in the NBA, as you're aware. We already talked about it with Talmadge yep. a couple weeks ago that how Klay Thompson was embarrassingly low. However, maybe where they got it right was the rankings of Joe Ingles as opposed to Gordon Hayward. Apparently, ESPN, in their top 100 NBA players, Gordon Hayward coming in at 65. Oh. Joe Ingles, the man who served as Gordon Hayward's backup just a few seasons ago in Utah, 62. Really? Which at first you think that's a preposterous take. Gordon Hayward is better than Joe Ingles. I love Joe Ingles. That's my guy. But, I mean, Gordon Hayward is all-around basketball player is probably better than Joe Ingles, you would think. Right. However, a deeper dive into the numbers from J Notes, a fan-sided website for the Utah Jazz, broke down the numbers and they stand as such, Alex. All right. Points per game, Joe Ingles 12.1, Hayward 11.5. Mm -hmm. Rebounds per game, Hayward holds the advantage, 4.5 over Ingles, who has 4.0 rebounds per game. Assists, effective field goal percentage, net rating, net swing, real box plus minus, box plus minus, VORP, and win shares, however, all belong to Joe Ingles. Wow, so this ranking was rightly deserved. Joe Ingles, if you're a Jazz fan, this has got to be like the most – like fulfilling thing of all time that Gordon Hayward... I mean, you hate Gordon Hayward. Can't stand him. Right. To now, be sitting in a place two years after the fact and sitting in a world where Joe Ingles is better than Gordon Hayward and he's making a third of the money that Gordon Hayward's (laughs) making. (laughs) Right, Right. And you have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley. I mean, to where jazz fans were two and a half, two years ago. A little over two years ago. Two years and a couple months. Right. To where they are at now. To go from, we shoot, we have to rebuild again, to we could be the best team in the NBA. I'll take it. I'll (laughs) take it. I mean, I wish we had Tomajan to discuss, since he's like the biggest jazz guy ever. Oh, yeah. This would be his thing right now. Yeah, But... He, I mean, jazz fans still. Have, jazz fans it. have got to be feeling pretty good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, well I mean, I'm I'm really ready now. So I mean, pretty we jazz are to me. we are less than a week. We are six days away from Jazz Media Day. I'll Ooh. be there. All right. I'll be seeing how Mike Conley's looking. Nice. I'll probably be chauffeuring. I don't know. One of the Bojan Bogdanovich, maybe. All right. Okay. Probably not. I mean, he's <laughs> a pretty, he's too big time. <laughs> to have the game night staff guys take him around. <laughs> but I had George Niang last year. Nice. Who knows what, who we'll have this year? Mie probably. They'll just stick me with the rookie. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, so who's back of the week? Gordon Hayward-Hate and Jazz Basketball, I guess in a roundabout way. There you go. Um, but moving on now to the panic button. I know you're going to want to put uh, the panic button on Seattle I or the Utes.
1: I refuse to do it. Well, because so who did you put then? Central Michigan University. Because <laughs> Antonio Brown's back? Antonio
2: Brown has entered in their gates. <laughs> and did they just lose to Miami? Yeah, I'd panic. I'd be scared. <laughs> well, he's doing it's online classes. I don't care. He's, he's within affiliated. The institution.
1: His name is now affiliated with y'all again after everything. Which, how do you
2: apply and get accepted Like in the span of like a day? I mean, I, that? I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's a lie. Maybe he actually just, didn't. Maybe he's he just, just saying. Printed off. Yeah, he
1: just wants people to understand. Hey, I'm packed, even though he's not. They're just probably like, "What? what are you talking
2: about?" I mean, if you're just Antonio Brown in general, you got to panic, right?
1: I mean, he. He may never
2: be in the NFL again. I don't think he cares from what he seems like. He's like, whatever. I mean, that guy is a maniac. That's in head case, bro. Yeah, that guy, that dude is crazy. If you can't make it with the Patriots. That's you like a kiss make, of death. Yeah, you can't in, make it anywhere. That's like not making it with the Spurs in the NBA. You know, like if Nor- you can't do it there, <laughs> you're probably not going to do it anywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. May, yeah. We may have seen, we're going to, I'll pose that question a little bit later. Um, But my panic button is Baker Mayfield, your guy. Rightfully deserved. I mean, what the heck, man? I drafted him <laughs> in fantasy. He's been terrible. Yeah. Has not done anything. The Browns are one and two. They beat the Jets. That's your. That's their only win, was against Luke Falk and the Jets. And it wasn't a pretty win. Yeah, that it was, wasn't. I mean, ugly. even then, Baker Mayfield didn't play good.
1: Yeah, that was a rough. I mean, it, yeah, they had to have Luke Falk come in just so the Jets would lose. You know what yeah. I mean? that's, that's what they had to have.
2: I mean, the defense on Sunday night gave them every chance to win. Still couldn't do it against yeah. the Rams. You got blown out by the Titans. Which is, they're not good. The Titans aren't. They haven't proven to be that good. Yeah. So, I mean, how are you feeling about your Browns division champs pick? With how good the Ravens look, too. You know... I mean, the rest of the division looks terrible. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, the, you really lucked the Ravens out the Steelers are definitely, Yeah,
1: the Ravens are definitely <laughs> playing as the top dogs. They're performing as such. But, man, I don't know. The Browns have a rough six more weeks. I was looking at... They, they pulled up the schedule. Patriots are on there. The Seahawks are on
2: there. <laughs> it's going to be... It's. I think the Chiefs were on it too. So it's like, how, what? What's the record they need to go in these next six games? I mean, you can't go zero six because there's eight losses. But yeah. these next six games, what? How? What's the record need to be in order to stay alive in the playoff hunt? I'm gonna pull up their schedule right now so we can go through it. These next six games for the Browns and just kind of see where they stand. Which games they'll need to they must win in order to stay alive. So you have the Ravens this week, then you go to San Francisco cross country to the Forty ers Seahawks at home, Patriots on the road against the Broncos. Which the Broncos aren't good, but it's a road game in Denver. Right. Then you're at home against the Bills, who are undefeated. Those. Those bills, man. So six, Those are your next six games. If you're the Cleveland Browns, then you're at home against the Steelers, at home against the Dolphins, on the road against the Steelers, at home against the Bengals, on the road against the Cardinals. Though you should go five and zero in those five. Um, I mean that's a very fortunate <laughs> schedule right there. Uh, is the yeah. fact that you're at Steelers, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, Cardinals, who I think have combined to tie one game. Yeah. I mean those guys are oh fifteen and one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Um, you know, I think to really be kind of on the safer side for them, they need to come out of these six games like four and two. They have to. Four and two, maybe three and three gets them if that, they, that they for how So three and three puts them at three and three would put them at five. four and five. Four and five. And that's that. Win those next five. That's, that's nine they, and, and five. And that's if
2: they can go nine and five. But that's what I'm saying. If you go three and three, you have to win out. So you pretty much at worst have to go three and three because then after those next five, you have yeah. Ravens and then Bengals again. So you should probably yeah. finish close it out. Go. Like, so four, you'll go. I think four and two. Probably go five and zero.
1: Yeah, the closeout in five those and o, five. Right. So
2: you, you'll probably close out the season six and one. Right. So that puts you at seven and three right now. So, you probably have to go. I mean, two and four gives you a shot, an outside shot at nine and seven. Which means, three and I mean, three, be, you're probably point, in the wild
1: card. Yeah, at that point, you're going to have to really hope the Ravens crap themselves.
2: Yeah, three and three, you're probably firmly in the wild, at least the wild card discussion. Right. Four and two, you're good. You should be okay. You should be. But good. if you go two and four, one and five, oh, and six, done, so, done chain. Yeah they're out It's no go Alright The moment that Alex has been waiting for Oh man It's been a dark time (laughs) Just let it all
1: out I've shed some tears I've thrown some objects And I've said some very choice words To who? In front of Tabo's girlfriend A lot of choice words in front of Tabo's (laughs) girlfriend I felt really bad was really this bad.
2: mostly in the Utah or the Seattle game? Oh, this was mostly this, the the Utah game. Yeah, I mean,
1: I you know, there's nothing more aggravating than just penalty after penalty. You know, Anywhere I I mean I I don't know what to do. And then to watch a third string quarterback, Sir Matthew Fink, decide Say to just throw lobs ugly ducks in the air and to watch our so-called first team corner, first team safety look like fifth graders.
2: Absolutely. You're playing good
1: receivers. And? When they're throwing hops like that and it's in double coverage and the guy still comes down with it and not just come down with it where you both
2: run into each other and then you let them score. Yeah. I mean, Julian Blackman at least looked like you're going for the ball. And he, then it made Lewis st- just was playing flag football, grabbing the guy's tail. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It was like Julian Blackman just looked, just looked like he got paid to let them catch the ball. Jalen Johnson looked decent. For but the not most part, of that first, round first, touchdown, that first
1: like. touchdown was right over his head. He didn't even turn I, around. Uh, you could argue it was pass interference, though. Kind of, but he definitely kind of tripped. Him. But he definitely he tripped. Turn around, oh, It's arguable. Arguable. If you would have turned around and that happened,
2: then I would be the flag gets thrown.
1: But what can I say? What can I say?
2: Um, are the are the national championship hopes dead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, if we want our
1: boys to ride into the chip, we would have to have some big, heavy hitters lose two games. Multiple heavy hitters lose two games.
2: I mean, you needed like. All of Oklahoma, Texas We need the one through five
1: No, one through nine
2: To win two, to lose two games You need everyone in the country to lose two, pretty much Exactly Let's talk about Seattle for a sec Because we're going to talk more about Utah But Seattle, I mean, you're at home It's raining You're taking on Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints Seattle weather Your offense offense gets 515 yards Mm -hmm. As opposed to like 240 for Seattle and you still lose the game. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah! I, don't. I just love opening the opening the start. No, we we go three and out on our opening drive, and we punt it, and we let this nobody
2: Harris, who I've never heard of before. I mean, Sean Payton post. is the king of making comparisons though, because he compared him to Tyreke, uh Hill. I don't I don't care. I don't care what he compared <laughs> him to.
1: We let this scrub. Looked like he was just running around cones. And he scored. That was that was when I knew. This is gonna be a crappy game. So Well it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best. We scored twice really late. So it didn't look like we got blown out. But we definitely got blown out. We didn't deserve those last two touchdowns, so. We lost by six. Could have should have been a lot worse. So.
2: Now's game day griefs. It's a terrible time. (laughs) <laughs>
1: to be in my shoes.
2: Presented by uh what's the tissue brand? I don't know. I don't know. VIX, Kleenex. Kleenex VIX sponsored with by the VIX Kleenex. sponsored by Kleenex. Get the VIX why, vapor rub. <laughs> why those tears turn that frown upside down uh, with Kleenex? Kleenex or Xanax or whatever one we want to try to <laughs> snag, right? <laughs> some antidepressants up in here (laughs) all right on that note we're we're gonna take a quick break come back at you alex is not done reliving this utah game no we're gonna revisit the utah game we're gonna this we're gonna call in devin we're gonna revisit the byu game because you're not the only one that needs to go through game day griefs today we're gonna call devin we're gonna get him on to talk about byu getting rolled by washington up next
0: Money in the power, yeah. once you get a little, they just want to take you down, cause uh, wow. I got the money in the power, yeah. once you get a little, they just want to take you down, cause we've been going hard for too long. too long, can't get enough, what is you on, Yeah. yeah. really ain't nothing, I can that. drop that, wake up in the morning, make it all that, okay. it's nothing, wow. nothing to
1: get it popping, one, 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 what up everybody, we're back, I wiped away my tears, <laughs>
2: We, I had I'm a dried something I was a little more... Pumped up, yeah. I dried away my tears. I'm feeling better. I'll be back. I mean, that was that segment was gold. That's something it. we're gonna do. Have to do every week. I have to. If Devin was here, we'd play the music for him and have him recount the BYU loss. But he's not here. We're gonna try to get him on the phone. I texted him. I said, "Call in." Gave him the number. So hopefully, he calls in. If you see this little green light flashing, let me know. I'll I, keep if an I eye could on see it, it. If I could see it, I would tell you. Uh, I'll keep an eye on it. <laughs> so <laughs> since he hasn't called in yet, we'll start off. We just made you relive the Seattle and kind of the Utah game. But let's revisit the Utah game because there's more to unpack here. Yeah. Um, I mean, on a scale, I can guess how confident were you going into the game? And then how surprised were you by the outcome afterwards? Because I, for one, I was... Ten out of ten, Utah is going to dominate this USC team. Then they should have dominated this USC team. I'm, was, but after I, the game, I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, it see, makes
1: sense, and see, that's exactly how I felt because I was so confident in this game, you know, because I had faith in our guys, and oh my gosh! And then yes, after the game, I was like, you know, whom, who more perfect to break my heart? Whom? Who- who does it who does it more consistent? Yeah. They're reliable. Very reliable. They'll freaking <laughs> smash my dreams. Yeah. So I was so same. I was very confident, but I also was like, makes sense. Yeah. You know how
2: much worse is it for you that BYU beat that same team a week prior? Oh, it sucks so bad.
1: Dude, <laughs> oh, it sucks so bad. It was like I, you know, and I don't know, there you can people can make excuses all they want, saying USC just didn't prepare for BYU like they did Utah. You could say,
2: you know, USC know was on that.
1: the road, and there's so many different things that you could say. Utah,
2: I think Devin was calling. terrible, awful. Get him on. All right, Devin. What is up, my man?
0: Ah, uh, nothing so much, man. Just got held up with work, and you know some customers that are a little hard to deal with, but you know it happened.
2: So we made Alex relive the Seattle and the Utah losses. So we figured it was only fair to make you have to relive the BYU loss. Fair enough. <laughs> so, I mean, what did you fair think? Enough. What was your confidence? I asked Alex the same question about the Utah game. What was your confidence level headed into that <laughs> BYU game? And what was your surprise, your level of surprise that BYU just got steamrolled?
0: Um, I don't think my confidence was probably as high as Alex going into the game. I think Alex was probably a little bit more shocked than I was on what happened. Um, just kind of like what was supposed to happen per se. Um, I mean, I didn't expect BYU to beat Washington, but I didn't think it'd be that, you know, that much of a crapshoot.
2: Thought it'd be a little um, closer.
0: Yeah, I did. I think it would have been a little closer if they wouldn't have just made stupid mistakes and turnovers. Not saying they'd win, but. I think it would have been a little bit more in reach than it was. But, you know, once once a team like Washington gets rolling, it's hard to stop them.
2: Now, it's saying something when the second biggest loss of the weekend for a team is losing by 26 points at home. But that's kind of the case here for BYU now because you've now lost Tyson Williams for the season with yeah, an that's ACL a big tear. And you've also lost Zane Anderson for with shoulder surgery. So what? I mean, are you more disappointed? I assume you are about the Tyson Williams and Zane Anderson injuries.
0: You know, I'm a little bit more disappointed in the Tyson Williams, um, just for the fact that Zane Anderson. I mean, that's a huge hit. But BYU seems to just they seem to be really good as the next man up in line in the linebacking core. But with With Tyson Williams, I'm not as – if this would have happened last year, per se, it would have been awful with the running back depth chart they have. But I think it was good they got Emmanuel Asupka in the offseason as well to make it a little bit more bearable with Lopini and Asupka. Now it's not going to be Tyson Williams, and that is a huge, devastating hit. But, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not as mad. I just think the um, production from the running back will drop a little bit. But I think they'll be fine, especially since they don't have uh, any Power Five teams left on the schedule.
2: Alex, question? <laughs> I guess not. Uh, what is your? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I mean, BYU's offense hasn't looked great uh, this so uh, far the season through four games. And granted, you've been playing some good defenses. But now you're down your feature running back and guys are sort of beaten up, you know, across that whole offense. What's your confidence level in the offense moving forward? Because the schedule lightens up a little bit, but you're still going to have to, you know, put together solid games if you're going to want to beat, you know, Toledo, Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State. These other schools Um, that are, are easier games than what you've gone through so far, but by no means are they, you know, guaranteed wins.
0: Absolutely not. I uh, I wouldn't put any any games left as a guaranteed win except for probably three of them. But Uma- I mean,
2: UMass, Idaho State, think- and
0: who's and the Liberty.
2: Liberty. What about South Florida? They've looked. I mean, Nate, rough.
0: Yeah, they've looked awful. I'd put them down. But I mean, I still have confidence in Zach Wilson. Um, I do think he kind of was a bright spot during that Washington game but his receivers were not helping him at all. Um, he still put up some good numbers, but, I mean, I'm not saying he played great, but I, I still looked at him, and I was like, he he put it all on the field. Um, I do think they're not playing anyone they besides maybe Boise State that has um, DBs as good as Washington. So I do think the receivers, um, mostly Matt Bushman, will have, that he'll at least matt bushman will have his way with everyone and hopefully the receivers around him can step up but i still i still think byu has a uh, um five or six more wins on that schedule
2: so tell give
0: and it i'm pre, i'm pretty confident about that
2: so give me your honest feedback before the season started did you think that there was any way that byu would be two and two after these four games
0: Heavens, no <laughs> I thought at best one and three.
2: Who did you see that one win being against? Was it Tennessee or was it USC?
0: USC, just because USC was looking pretty bad before the season started. Um, but, I mean, they kind of pulled their stuff together.
2: And you never really
0: know with Tennessee because they're always hyped up in the preseason, and then they either do average or suck. So um, I, I didn't think they'd get that win against Tennessee. I thought if they were to get one, it would be against USC. And they got two of them against Tennessee and USC. So I'm pretty happy where where they're at right now. And I think any BYU fan would be lying to tell you that they weren't happy with a 2-2 record in the first four games.
1: So, Devin, is Kalani Satake's hot seat getting a little bit cooler now? I mean, I knew uh, after the USC win, I did see a tweet that said, Yeah. He signed Kalani Sataki now. Hashtag extend Kalani. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about that? Do you think that's a fair bit, or do you think this is still potentially the farewell season for
0: Kalani? No, I don't think it's the farewell season. Um, I think they probably do. I mean, I, I think what Tom Homo wants to see is he wants to see them beat the rivals, which he's not been good at. Or be completely honest. Yeah, I know. I think the hot seat did get, did get cooler, but I think if he loses both against Boise State and Utah State, I mean, I wouldn't say things aren't looking good, but I wouldn't say, I mean, I'd say things are, they're not looking great for him, but I think I think they give him another season because it's really hard with the coaching pool they have to throw anyone in right now to do any better than he's doing. You know, with kind of the resources they have, so I don't think it's Kalani's fault, and the USC win did help him. So I don't really think he's on the hot seat. I mean, if I were Tom Homo, I'd give him a contract extension at least for two more years to see what he can do with the recruits he has coming in.
2: So, do you think if so, if you're Tom Homo and Sataki loses to Boise State and Utah State, you think you've seen enough to you know give him a couple more years? But you you Haven't seen enough to the point where you would, you know, give him a long term extension.
0: No. If anything, I I I think it'd be a two year extension. I'd give him just to give him two more seasons to see what he can do. Um, maybe have like a a little clause in the second year. You know, if he just does completely horrendous next season.
2: You know, maybe they can
0: just part ways after that. Pay him out or something.
2: Interesting. So, hmm. I don't
0: know I think I think you've done enough to get a contract extension just like you said not a long one just one that's kind of just kind of hanging on so and that's if yeah that I think I think the the length of the contract all, all uh, depends on the Utah State boys state game game
2: so it was announced yesterday that BYU and Utah were going to take a two-year break in 2022-2023.
0: I, I can't hear what you're saying. You're saying ben Criddle.
2: Can you hear me now?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I had you in a mode where you could also hear the commercials that were playing on the radio, but you're out, you're out of that mode now.
0: <laughs> okay, um, you've been, Ben Criddle and the Insiders.
2: That's right. I'm one of those insiders. You are. <laughs> um, it was announced yeah, exactly. yesterday that BYU and Utah were going to take a two-year break in 2022 and 2023 uh, oh. in the rivalry game. What was your initial thoughts to that? Or do you like that idea? Do you have a no problem with it? Or do you take issue with the fact that you know they're putting the rivalry game on hold so that Utah can go and play a Florida team? Um, I'm kind of indifferent.
0: I mean, I I, I kind of see where Utah's going. You know, they want to get, if they do want to be a dark horse national champion uh, contender, they need to get a stronger um, preseason, so they can, if they do happen to go undefeated, because if we've what we've seen in the past few years is even a very top ranked Pac-12 team has kind of been left out. Um, but if they were to get Florida win over Florida in the preseason and they were to go undefeated, I think it's a an easy option to choose them for the college football playoff. So I can kind of see, and getting a win over Florida compared to a win over BYU um, is a little bit better on your resume, just for namesake. So I kind of see where they're going with the team they have right now. Um, now, I read a little bit on it, and I noticed that uh, both athletic directors they are perfectly clear they want the rivalry to keep going um, in the future, and so I'm confident that, you know, it'll still go on in years to come. However, I was a little bit um, shaken on it until I saw that BYU got UCF. I think that's a, a fun um, game to, to fill in for Utah because that's a that's a pretty big name to beat. I know they're G5, but... They're a power G5, and I think it'll be fun to see BYU take them on. All yeah, right, maybe, you know, it, it gives them a few years to not have to lose to Utah, in my opinion.
2: <laughs> yeah, you have a two-year gap where you at least won't lose. Yeah. Uh, one more question, and then if you have time, Alex, will with Devin on the line, we'll do the uh, Would You Rather. Perfect. Uh, so Devin this question was posed to me by Darnell Dixon on yesterday I was curious to get your input as well as Alex's input he asked the question you know Kyle Whittingham is something like 32 and 37 in Pac-12 play but he's won nine straight against BYU so Hypothetically, if BYU were to have won the last two or three against Utah, do you think that Kyle Whittingham would still be the coach at Utah?
0: Um, for the fans, to, to the fans, no. But I think to the athletic department, yes.
2: Because the whole um, point is so that you know Kyle Whittingham has been less than stellar in Pac-12 play. But really the one yeah. thing that he's been great at and kind of the one thing that it seems like Utah fans care about, at least for now, moving forward, that might change. But he beats Utah, but he'll lose, you know, Pac-12 games that he shouldn't. So the question right. is, is the, is the wins over BYU really the only thing keeping Kyle Whittingham employed at Utah?
0: I think it's one of the things, and I think the stronghold on recruiting he has over Utah, the state of Utah. I think that's another. I think those are the two things that keep him um, in play up at Utah. But I do think if it was, uh he'd at least be on the hot seat if he had two or three losses at BYU on his record in these past years. Alex? I I couldn't say if he'd be up there or not, but. I
1: don't um. Know. You know, yeah, he has definitely not fulfilled what we would have hoped uh, to have with him in the Pac-12. Granted, we did make the Pac-12 championship game last year. So that is progress. And so that's kind of a big thing for me is progress. And every season, that is something that he has proven. Yes. And so that's kind of what I'm looking at. But yes, if we would have lost, you know, two or three in the the recent years to BYU – it would be iffy. It would be a little bit different because that's, I feel like, a, game, a staple game that you have to win and kind of set the tone for your season, essentially. And that's kind of what the BYU-Utah game has always really been is this is what's going to really set it. And so I I think if, yes, if he had lost those games, then, yeah, it, it's definitely a toss-up, and there is potential that it could be there. But with right now, you know, he's been making progress. and So as of right now, no. But we would have to see what happens.
2: Okay. Yeah, I was just curious. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on, you know, what's kind of keeping Winningham at Utah. But real quick before Devin has to hop off, let's do Would You Rather, presented by Alex. He's going to give us topics. It's a classic children's game, although me and Devin are going to have to pick which one we would rather in these sports questions. So go ahead, Alex. All right, number one. Would you rather have your son get drafted by your least favorite basketball team or your least favorite football team? Who would you rather support, Devin? Uh, you, you you go ahead. I think I know Devin's answer.
0: I'd say we your football team. Yeah, because I, if I ever saw my son on the Lakers, I <laughs> I probably have a heart attack.
2: Yeah, I have to go. The same thing. I'd rather see my son like on the Cowboys than see my son on the Lakers.
1: All right, I like that. Yeah, screw the Lakers. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. Okay. Would you rather be best friends with Antonio Brown or best friends with Russell Westbrook?
2: Oh, <laughs> I think
0: I think either way, your uh, your friendship's on a tight rope.
2: Exactly. But, probably, um, probably Westbrook, just because I feel like the NBA yeah, lifestyle is more glamorous, and at least he's still getting paid. Antonio Brown's not getting paid anymore. That's true.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Westbrook because AB has to go back to college. <laughs>
2: you're going to be helping a b with homework with russ you're going to be sitting courtside in right. houston so yep plus,
0: plus i'd be like having to back up rape allegations
2: <laughs> yeah rough one's so. one's a one's <laughs> an a, a accused rapist the other is just kind of a db on the uh, basketball court.
0: family man
1: <laughs> yeah okay all right Oh, so we're referring to the Bills back in the day, but would you yes. rather would you rather get paid less but be a part of a team that went to four straight Super Bowls but lost or get paid more and to be part of a team that never makes
2: the playoffs? Give me my money. Bring me my money. Bring me my money.
0: Yeah, I want the money.
2: All right. Wow, <laughs> a bunch of money-driven boys in here. All right. It's a classic Josh <laughs> Norman. There you go. You leave the Panthers after they go to the Super Bowl to join the Redskins. <laughs> Rough. Alright He wants his money Cold soup or hot salad Cold soup Cold yeah, okay, soup Yeah there's such with... things as cold soup I
1: know like, is... If any of you would have taken hot salad I'm judging you Alright Would you yeah, rather
0: salad,
1: <laughs> Would you rather try to catch a greased up pig Or dry off Usain Bolt
2: The pig would be fun At least Dry off yeah. what does that even mean Cause he sweats a lot have you seen that homie sweat Oh, yeah, I'd rather catch a pig <laughs> than just do I have clean a towel? Usain Bolt. I'll give you a towel. I mean, do I don't have a towel. Yeah, like you're not drying so them
1: off with your bare hands. Question. You ain't doing all that. You're just rubbing it around.
0: <laughs> and what percentage of the body do you have to clean? Like 90%? Oh, you have to dry that homie off.
2: <laughs> this is the weirdest Ooh, question I'm I think I've pig. been posed. Okay, Devin goes pig.
1: <laughs> all right. <Drink> ain't... <laughs> do you have to drink Eight ounces of No Shame Marino's tears. Yes. Or listen to Stephen A. Smith rant for eight
2: hours. Oh, Stephen A. Smith. I get to listen to him rant all day. Okay.
0: Yeah, Stephen A. Smith. I think he, I mean, he gets old <laughs> sometimes, but it's pretty funny.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean, he keeps it interesting. Cool. Take a full speed hit by DeJavian Clowney
1: or take a free kick to the face by Cristiano Ronaldo.
2: I'd rather get hit. I mean, hit would just knock the wind out of you. I'd like. rather. I mean, maybe, maybe if he hits you, hard enough, some yeah, ribs, you might be done. <laughs> but a free kick to the face, Bro, like, would if you mess a up your free face. Kick
0: to the face <laughs> you would get a couple teeth knocked out, and you would be just con- severely concussed, almost to the point of brain damage. You'd the, be like, disfigured. Yeah, <laughs> three weeks. It's rough. Yeah. All right. I'm going with the hit from Clowny.
2: Okay. <laughs> nice. These questions have gone off the tracks.
1: Would you like a take a punch from Mike Tyson? No. Or lose your dream job? Dream job to Alex Morgan.
2: Who's out? Is Alex Take Morgan a, a soccer player? Yeah, no, she's because the U.S. women's losing
1: to soccer Alex Morgan.
2: Yeah, I mean, I probably already lost dream job to Alex Morgan. Oh, there you go. I liked him. Wow. All right.
1: Now I'm <laughs> taking the punch. That
0: I'm taking what? I'm punch. taking the punch. Lose, <laughs> losing to Alex Morgan. I'm just oh, that hurts.
2: Wow. I mean, she's a professional soccer player. Yeah, it's I not like that. she's some. Um, Yeah, Yeah, but she's
0: not a professional businesswoman.
2: I mean, what is your dream job, I guess, is what it comes down to.
0: That's true. (laughs) I don't know. I guess Mike Tyson's punch would also leave lasting uh, problems with your brain. So (laughs) maybe I'm going to switch mine. (laughs) Yeah, you have brain damage. You've already lost your dream
1: job. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Would you rather be a great player with a trashed legacy or a good player that few will remember.
2: Good.
0: Um, Did you say that few will
2: remember? Yeah,
1: few will remember.
2: Yeah, good player. Few will remember. I mean, Matt Liner, Like, if we're talking NFL, like, I know his college career was one of the best. Oh but yeah. NFL, like, he was a decent. Like, he was a backup in the NFL. Oh yeah, that's what he was. He's just the and now backup. no one talks about him and so he's not constantly in the news but he's doing his thing on Fox and covering games and making money and living his life like that's like if you're an athlete like that's kind of what you want to shoot for right is make your money win hopefully i mean Matt Liner didn't do a lot of winning but make your money win some games retire and live the re- a peaceful rest of your life right i mean mm-hmm.
0: no one goes oh, yeah. and be you, like you i want to
2: i want people to talk about me for yeah. 30 years about being a nut
0: job like Antonio Brown? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you stole me, Hunter. I'm going to go with the, your option.
2: There you go. I'm persuasive. There you go.
1: <laughs> and that brings us Why? to the conclusion of Would You Rather.
2: All right, Devin. Thanks for hopping on. All right, boy.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Catch
2: you later. Later, man. So we're going to take another quick break, come back at you. We're going to do our – it's week five of college football – which is ample time to do some playoff rankings or just our top four rankings in general. So we're going to do our top four rankings. We're going to do some game picks and our rapid weekend recap. Stay tuned.
1: Oh, baby, we're back. Had a great talk with Devin. It's good to have him on
2: the line. I feel like Post Malone's like perfect for um. Just like radio music, podcast music. Yeah, he's got a great
1: flow, great just great beats. You you, you can't can't go wrong. It's like a great
2: bring back song. For sure. Absolutely. Speaking of great, great college football teams. Plenty of them so far this season. Unlike the AP, we don't like to do... I know we did our preseason rankings, but those are just headed into the season, where we think teams stand going in. Then we like to give a few weeks to kind of let things play out and see which teams really are impressive. We're not going to do this thing where we rank a team number one to start the season, and then they don't impress for five weeks, but because they beat teams that they should beat every day of the week and twice on Sundays, they remain number one. We like to let things play out, see how good teams really are and how good teams really look through four weeks of the season. And that's where we sit now. So we're going to do our top four, college football top four, our Playoff rankings, if you would. But we're going to give them to you based on only these four weeks of play. Preseason stuff, throw it out the window. These are the four best teams that you've seen so far. So we're going to start it off starting with number four. Number four. So for me, this is actually who I actually think is going to be number four after
1: watching how well they've played um and granted trust me they aren't they aren't ranked number 4 as of right now but i'm going with the wisconsin badgers i like the pick a good pick that team is looking nasty man they've oh. let
2: up like what 14 points this season i think the only team four- that's scored yeah. against them has been michigan yeah. and that was the last quarter and a half yep 14 points jonathan taylor heisman give him the heisman dude's a monster give him the heisman Dude is a monster. Give, the, give running backs the Heisman. I'm. I know it's a quarterbacks award. I know, but, but I need to see Jalen to days, Hurts get. I need. To, I need to see the three in a row. Yeah, but what happened <laughs> to the days of Darren McFadden, Mark Ingram, when running backs were just the dominant winning Heisman? But yeah. Well, that was back when you know not all quarterbacks could do what running
1: backs also do. Kind of like um, Jalen Hurts.
2: Jalen <laughs> Hurts, uh,
1: what's Johnny his, Manziel,
2: Baker Mayfield? Yeah, all
1: the guys. Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield. But I'm thinking, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. There it is. That's who. Yeah, it is. That's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Like, but
2: all those guys were running quarterbacks too.
1: Right, and that's what I'm saying. So I think that's Kyler why. of Murray. Yeah, and that's why the quarterback is kind of taking over because they are a dual threats, and that's what's
2: you know proven to be the winner. So that's my number four. I'm going with the bot- like th- I'm going with the Badgers. I like that pick. I'm staying within the Big Ten. I'm going Ohio State. Okay. Just because I like Wisconsin, that's I. You almost made me change my mind, but I'm gonna go Ohio State, and here's why you can argue, oh, well, they haven't played anybody, relax. Because even though they haven't played anybody, they've beaten up on everybody, right? I mean, what was it against Miami, Ohio this weekend, 76 to five? And speaking of quarterbacks that can do what running backs do too, Justin Fields does it well, does everything. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to Ohio State just because of how dominant that offense has been. They're putting up 50 or more a game, they're shutting dudes out. They have looked like a complete team in a way that I don't think many other teams in college football have looked, but just absolute dominance in special teams, defense, and offense. I mean, there's really nothing that you could look at Ohio State and say, "Oh, well, they should probably do this better." You know, there's really nothing that I could look at and say they need to be better at this. They've looked like a complete team, and yeah, they haven't played anybody, but when you're blowing dudes out of the water, when you're just steamrolling opponents by 70 points, it doesn't matter that you haven't played anybody, yeah, because you've been beaten up on everybody. Right. Number three. So number three for me, I actually
1: have Ohio State at three. There you go. Just for those exact reasons. Just pure dominance in the way that they are looking so solid on all aspects of the game. You know, and that's that's what actually put me, because, I, man, I really wanted to put LSU in this right here. But, man, that defense isn't. You, are you saying you don't have LSU? I do not have
2: LSU. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll have to talk about that. Listen, all I'm saying is it was, just, it was tough on me. To yeah, I'll be that. surprised why I have LSU.
1: All I'm saying is that is why they're out for me. But pure dominance, just being able to hold it on all ends of the floor, all ends of the field. The field. <laughs>
2: but yeah, <laughs> I'm going with State at three. Uh, my number three is the defending national champs, Clemson. There you go. They beat A&M, which a and ms not fantastic. But if that's a quality win, beating Texas A&M. And they also went on the road and beat Syracuse, which again, not the best opponent, but going on the road to the dome, it was sold out for the first time in like 15 years, a place where you lost two years ago and to go on the road and beat Syracuse in the way you did to beat A&M the way you did comes in number three. Okay. Number two. Number two for me. Is
1: Georgia, okay? Georgia's looking freaking good, guys.
2: I'm interested to see your number one is Clemson. I'll tell you. We'll figure out what my number one is. (laughs) But
1: number two, Georgia. Again, I look for teams that are kind of all round that have it because when it comes down to it, you can score all the points you want, but if your defense is crap, it's going to get you nowhere. Case in point: Washington State, UCLA. That is un. That was. Awful defensive performances on both ends, and if you don't have that, you're going to lose that game. Hence, you know, Washington State lost to UCLA for those desired reasons. You have defense, you only have your offense, and that's it. Yeah. So when it comes down to the big games, you know that's what it really I look at. You need to have it all solid because Oklahoma, in the last you know while they make it to these big games to the playoff, but then they lose because they don't have a defense. Yeah. And they don't they can't their offense can't keep up with you know Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson Tigers. Or Jake Fromm and the Georgia Bulldogs, or, mm-hmm. or Tua and the Alabama rolls and tied. You just can't, <laughs> you can't get it, and that's that's for
2: me. Georgia does have that all round package to keep it rolling. Yeah, too. So I, uh, I also have Georgia at two. They, I mean, you watch the games, and it's so very clear that they're probably the most talented team in all of college football. They should have beaten Notre Dame by more than six. I don't know. There, there times where I was watching that game, and I'm like, how is Georgia not up by thirty? right now. But they beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame looks like a better team than I thought they would be to start the season and a better team than I thought they were after week one, after struggling a little bit with Louisville. Um, But Georgia, I mean, you watch them, they just look so incredibly talented. You wonder how they haven't been able to put it together yet. And I think that this year they have a very good chance to do just that. I think the SEC is going to be tough, especially considering how some other teams in that conference have looked. But, I mean, Georgia, you can probably make a, the case, and it would probably be a very strong case, that they're the most talented team in college football.
1: Agreed. I agree with that.
2: Number one. So number one for me, Clemson. That, And the, the reason
1: being is because you can't, you can't knock off a national champ and just all of a sudden not have them high enough as one for me. Um, and, again, I, it's this, I'm using the same logic. Their defense has been solid. It really hasn't faded They've held their strong. They've held their ground. Um, the way they like dominated a And M at the line of scrimmage, both offensively points. and defensively, is just ten points allowed for a And M. Who has a great offense? So it's yeah, you know that's and again that's what I'm saying. You look for that package, and yes, do they have an easy schedule compared to other teams? Yes. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you expect
2: coming out of the ACC? Like that yeah. is what it is. But I mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. But. Your best win at the end of the season might be Virginia in the ACC championship. It could be. It could be. But I'm not, I just
1: can't keep them out of number one because they've still proven that they are number one for the amount of points that they are putting up and the amount of points that they are letting scored on them. That's what I look at. And so
2: I feel good. So I have Clemson lower just because I don't think their wins, they've been good wins, stronger wins than other teams. Yep. I think it's interesting to note. I haven't said who my number one is, but it's interesting to note that neither of us have Alabama in the top four. And I think it's because they haven't played anybody and they haven't looked as dominant as they should. Like, my argument with Ohio State was you haven't played anybody, but you've been absolutely smacking these other teams in the mouth. Yeah, Alabama really hasn't done that to an extent. Not to the way that we're used to or expect Alabama to do. Right, Clemson... They have better wins, but they also haven't looked as impressive as we would expect them to in hindsight. You know, we look back at that A&M team, we're like, okay, that A&M team probably wasn't as good as we thought they were at the time, but knowing that, Clemson probably should have won by more than they did. Yeah, because, I mean, it was 24-10. It was close. Yeah, they probably should have scored more than 24 points. If Auburn can go on the road and beat them around, Clemson probably should have scored more than 24 and probably should have beat them by more than 14 and they probably should have ran Syracuse out of the building. I know they beat Syracuse handedly. Yeah. But, I mean, Maryland put up 70 on Syracuse. Yeah, Maryland, that was a weird This Clemson week. offense should put up 100 yeah, you Maryland's think? putting up
1: 70. You would think. And then for, also for reasons like that, that's why Oklahoma didn't make my top four. Yeah. They were, they're they just were,
2: not beating. They're beating teams, and
1: but they're, they're not and beating, they're beating teams them, the way Yeah. I mean, top like Houston was have. 49 to 31. You lit up 31 points. That yeah. that's, against that's, Houston, who can't beat Tulane, right? And that's the exact reason why they don't win big games. Yeah, because
2: when you play those high power offenses, you're going to lose because you're going to keep up. Yeah, if you're letting up 31, and I know Houston's probably a high powered offense with Jarrett King, who's redshirting yeah, the rest got of the year, good stuff. But but if you're letting up 31 to Houston, how many are you going to let up to Georgia?
1: Yeah, it's not good. And I mean, and then they played South uh, South Dakota. That was a whooping,
2: but I mean South Dakota, and they still yeah. gave up 14 points. So that's where I kind of like ah. Uh, my number one, I told you you're going to be surprised where I had LSU. LSU is my there number one. Hey,
1: okay, I'll take it. I Just mean, I because like LSU.
2: they have the perfect balance of everything, I like it. They've smacked teams in the mouth that they sh- and dismantled teams that they should dismantle. You know, I who was it that they beat a couple weeks ago? Somebody like fifty-five to three. Yeah, no, that was. Uh,
1: just- they go by Gasso. <laughs> that's yeah, like the abbreviation. Whatever it was.
2: 55 to three though. Uh, 55 to three, but Georgia Southern. You Georgia Southern, you also beat uh, Vanderbilt. you hung 66 on Vandy, put 45 up on Texas, put and well, that's what I was going to say next. And so you've beaten you've smacked teams that you should smack. You've put up 66 on a, a uh, SEC school, another SEC program to hang 66 on them is incredible, especially with what we're used to with the LSU offense. And then you went on the road to Texas in a high stakes game at night in Austin game day was there, a lot of energy and you beat a tech, very, very good Texas team. So, I mean, LSU, if you're looking at it on, well, what does a good team need to prove? LSU checks all those boxes. Yeah. I mean, every one of these other teams that we listed, there's something. It was, yeah, Georgia's played these good teams, but doesn't seem like they're playing as well as they should. Or Clemson, yeah, they beat some good teams, but looking back, those teams weren't really as good as we thought, and they kind of struggled at points to get going. Ohio State, yeah, they're absolutely destroying their opponents, but it's Miami, Ohio, it's Cincinnati. You know, it's FAU. Whereas LSU, you're beating very good teams Mm -hmm. on the road, and you're beating teams that you should beat. And not only are you just beating those teams, you're destroying those teams. Right. So LSU, number one. Number two, Georgia. Number three, Clemson. Number four, Ohio State. for me. And see, and I can't argue the LSU pick at
1: all. I mean, I agree with you. The only reason I kept LSU alongside with Oklahoma out on just barely out is because when I was looking at it and picking these games, I matched each one of them up to those teams.
2: Would this team, would team and A And that's what I thought. And I was B, like, yeah. would
1: LSU beat these guys? And I just thought with my gut, I would actually take each of these games, LSU is the loser. That's who I would have taken. And so that's why I was just like, you know what? I'm going to have to roll with that
2: because that's what I would
1: choose. Yeah.
2: And I may be a little biased because I jumped on the LSU bandwagon a couple weeks ago Can't in complain, our bandwagoning man. segment. But, I mean, Joe Burrow, LSU, they're going to have a great defense. Yeah. But their offense this season has just been fantastic. Yeah, they've done really well. And they check all my boxes. So I'm going LSU number one. There you go. Uh, but that's not all we have in the pick 'em. I guess. We picked our rankings. Now we're going to pick the games. A better week for us this last week. Better. I wasn't mean, us or, like... For all of us. Oh. It wasn't the week we wanted, but... I mean, you had Washington. I had Washington, which hit. Yep. Devin had BYU. Uh, all three of us had the U. That was a miss on all three. Sheesh. We all three had Wisconsin. That hit big time. Yep. Uh, we all had Georgia, which did not hit. Cause what was the spread on that? I think it was eight and a half. Ah. And then we all, and then we all hit on, or we all, then we all missed on Kansas City. Baltimore covered half a point. It was we got it at five and a half. Depending on what the line was at when you picked, because it kind of was fluctuating between five and five and a half, and it ended up being five. So we just kind of got it at a bad time. That yeah, sucks. <laughs> so we, so me and you got Washington and Wisconsin. Devin just got Wisconsin. So not a great week for Devin. It was a better week for me and you, right? Considering we went like oh and yeah, five last week. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna start off this week. B, we always pick the local games. So, BYU versus Toledo. Depending on where you're looking, the line's going to be different, but we got it, bo- according to Bovada, okay. at oddshark.com. Yep. BYU, two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Toledo.
1: Whew. Man, well, after the way they played last week, it's hard for me to do, but I think after such a beating, they took from Washington. I'm I'm going to take BYU on that. I think they're going to win... I'm more than two and a half. I I can stick with that one.
2: So Devin is also sticking with the Cougars. I think it's it's just like against Devin's religion. That's fair. Pick against BYU, I think. Just he's so deep in his BYU fandom. Um but so he's going with BYU as well. I'm actually gonna go with BYU. I think I mean, I think BYU will come in and win by Ten to fourteen, I think they'll win by a couple of scores, just because I think they'll they've finally gone past this four game stretch, and I think they'll just kind of I think they are very frustrated with the way the Washington game played out, and I think they are going to come out with something to prove against Toledo. Yeah. So I'm going with the Cougars, uh, another team that's got something to prove. Utah, after pretty much blowing their whole season. Oh yeah, I mean you can still go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, which is somewhere we haven't been yet, so we'll take it. Yeah, but a team that legit, after two weeks, looked like they could be, three weeks, looked like they could be playing in the national championship. I mean, that's that was it was rough. tough filler to swallow. But it's bounce back week, taking on Washington State, which also had one of the craziest losses you'll ever see, leading 49-17 to in the second half. Your quarterback throws for nine touchdowns, and you end up losing to a UCLA team that is hot garbage. Oh, steaming garbage. Yeah. So Utah at home, night game at Rice-Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City, five-point favorites over the Cougars of Washington State. Listen, if if Kyle Whittingham doesn't have Julian
1: Blackman out here running backpedals and just picking off balls in the air all day at the highest point for this next week, I'm going to be upset. But if he does, then yes, I've got Utah taking this one. I think he's they're going to beat that plus five. So I don't think they're going to let that air raid happen.
2: Devin's picking Utah as well. I'm going to go against the green. I'm going to go Washington State here. All right. And I know they just lost to UCLA, which should never happen. But I just think you look at what... This what this USC offense was able to do, this USC passing attack was able to do against Utah. And now you look at your Cohen against a team whose quarterback just threw for nine touchdowns. I mean, there's, there's no... Utah doesn't have the offensive firepower to match that. So really, your only hope is that your defense is able to limit uh, this Washington State offense, which the way it looked against... USC and that passing attack, I'm not sure can. Yeah, that was bad. So I'm going to go Washington State. I don't know if they win the game outright, but I don't think Utah wins by more than a score. Okay. So I'm going to go the Cougars, Washington State. Uh, Next game, this line seemed kind of crazy to me. Ohio State versus Nebraska. Ohio State, 18-point favorites. Wow.
1: Okay. Well, I thought
2: it would be lower just because... It is like this is the featured game of the week for ESPN College Game Day. I thought, you know, it's a Big Ten rivalry game of sorts. Nebraska was, you know, ranked in the top 25 to come into the season to be 18 point underdogs against Ohio State. Seemed a little high. But again, Nebraska hasn't looked great this year and Ohio State's been running through everyone. So I can understand it.
1: I can understand it, but I'm going to go against it. I'm going to have Nebraska at least covering. I mean, 18 points, that's pretty hefty. Especially, it's hefty to bet on the other side of that. Yeah. Do I blame someone betting on their side? Of that? No, because Ohio State has been absolutely destroying everyone they play. Yeah. But I think Nebraska is going to really prepare for this game. Like we say, college game day, it's their, it's national. Everyone's going to see what's going to happen. They're going to want to put on a
2: show. So I think I'm, I'm going to take Nebraska on that one. I'm going to Ohio State just because. I think it'd be fun to see go. if Ohio State can actually cover 18 point spread. There you go. Uh USC versus Washington. USC coming off a huge win against Utah. Washington coming off a just dismantling of BYU. A, number Washington, ten point favorites. Yeah, I'm
1: rolling with Washington on that one. I mean, I think oh yeah. I just Washington's offense looks really good. And I think their defense, their defense looks really good, too. And their defense, I think, is now prepared for Matt Fink. <laughs> Which, <laughs> if he plays, I mean, I don't know what's going on with Slovis. I don't know if you know, if he's going to play because I think yeah. it was just a...
2: Either quarterback, Washington should be ready. Right, and so I think they're prepared. Yeah. But now they have a little bit of film on the Ducks Matt Fink throws, and so now they're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> we can do this. Yeah, uh, Devin's going with Washington. I'm also going with Washington, so it's a clean sweep for the Huskies. I think they're, I think they're better than Oregon. I think they're the best team in the Pac-12 I mean, if this is a rebuilding Washington team, too, Jeez. then the Pac-12 is in trouble. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. Uh, our final game pick, Patriots versus the Bills. Both teams 3-0. and Game is in Buffalo. Patriots, however, 7.5-point favorite. That one sucks. Um, <laughs> this is a tough one. That one sucks because... Because it's the NFL, too. Like The big lines yeah. in the NFL are so hard to...
1: See, I don't know. Yeah, but that's that's hard because, you know, the Patriots have looked really well.
2: Really good. Either way. <laughs> Can you look really well?
1: I'm sure you could.
2: <laughs> but,
1: what, oh, seven and a half? Seven and a half. Ah, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm taking the bills. I'm taking the bills Ooh. to make this one interesting. I am taking All the right. bills to make it interesting just for my
2: sanity. Uh Devin's going with the Pats, and I think you know I'm going with I mean, the Pats. I mean, if you don't go with the Pats, I'm gonna judge you. Yeah. So. I mean I love the Bills, but I'm going with the Pats. There you go. Um, our rapid weekend recap. Real quick. I guess no Devin. So I'm gonna to have to ask you all of these questions. That works. Uh UCF Boise State announced a home and home for 2021 and 2023. Do you love or hate this as a G5? National championship of sorts. <laughs> I love it. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, Utah and BYU postpone their scheduled games in 2022 and 2023. Big deal or no deal? Whew, I mean, depends on who you're talking to. Uh, I'm going to say no deal
1: because I'm fine with taking a break after we're going to beat them, and I'll be record of 12, I think,
2: at that point, or 11, whatever that is. So I'll take it. Uh, Cal is the only undefeated team left in the Pac-12. Are the Golden Bears a threat to win the conference? No,
1: I don't think they're a threat. Are they? Are they going to give Utah a scare like they always do? Sure, because we like to you know choke against these
2: guys. So they're going to—they're a good team, but I don't think they're going to be like a huge threat. Um, the Patriots have cut Antonio Brown. Will we ever see AB play another snap in the National Football League? Nope, because he's off to play with Central Michigan. <laughs> uh, Broncos fall to zero and three. This question was supposed to be for Devin. Um, Manuel Sanders says the team is living in a quote world of suck. Panic time in Denver. I I definitely think so. Going
1: three straight games with no sacks or no turnovers—that is the first time a team has done that since
2: sacks have been recorded as a stat. So, panic. LSU routes Vanderbilt 66 to 38. Has LSU shown enough to warrant your consideration as SEC favorite? Yeah, they they put they put in the work. Wisconsin runs through Michigan. Jonathan Taylor, two hundred and three yards and two touchdowns. Should Taylor be a Heisman favorite? Absolutely. Go Badgers. Uh, Bills are three zero to start the season. Are the playoffs are a real possibility in Buffalo? Definitely. They're looking good. All right. I'm Hunter Miller. That's Alex Whistler. Big thanks to Devin for joining us via phone. Don't forget subscribe to the Off Field Generals podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Like, subscribe, leave a review. Peace.
0: If I I'm sorry